Good morning and happy Tuesday in the octave of Easter. Happy Easter to you here from all of us on Roadmap to Heaven. I'm Adam Wright. You are listening to Covenant Network at 7 a.m. on this Tuesday, April 11th. We've got some stuff we're going to celebrate today. We've got some things to help us grow in holiness today. So let's get right to this work and begin with prayer in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world, in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. We dedicate all of our thoughts, words, and actions to the greater glory of God. Amen. Now, today on the show, we're going to continue story time with uh, Corey Grizzle. It's marriage story time. I was thinking if I really wanted to be puntastic, I could tell you it's Tuesdays with Corey, but something tells me that the title similar to that's already been taken here this morning. So let's get you the saint of the day. Today is the feast day of St. Stanislaus, Bishop of Krakow and Martyr. Born in Poland in 1030, he was the only son of a nobleman and educated at the cathedral school in the capital, then sent to Paris to finish his studies. Upon his return, he was ordained as a priest by the Bishop of Krakow, and when he died, Stanislaus was elected to replace him. But soon, he found himself at odds with the king, Boleslaw. A man named Peter had dedicated some of his land to the church after his death, but when he died, his sons wanted the land. The case was referred to the king, who ruled in favor of the sons. Stanislaus asked the king for three days to produce the deceased Peter as a witness. The king and his court found great humor in the request and granted it. Stanislaus prayed continuously for three days, then went to Peter's gravesite, called him to rise, and he did. He then took Peter before the king, his court, and his sons, where Peter rebuked his sons and testified before a shocked king, Boleslaw, that the land should go to the church. Several years later, when war broke out, the king's troops were off fighting when they were informed that their overseers were taking over their property and their wives with no apparent opposition from the king. Stanislaus condemned these actions and the immoral behavior of all, especially King Boleslaw, and ultimately excommunicated the king. Enraged, the king sent his guards to kill Stanislaus. When they would not do that, he did it himself, slaying him as he was saying mass. His subjects were outraged and forced Boleslaw from his throne and into exile in Hungary. Stanislaus died on this day in 1079 at the age of 48. St. Stanislaus, please pray for us. I'm meteorologist Mike Roberts for Covenant Network. Have a blessed day. Saint of the Day can arrive each morning by subscribing on your favorite podcast player. Search Covenant Network to see all our podcasts. Well, it's time for another marriage story time with Corey Grizzle here on Roadmap to Heaven. Corey, it's good to have you with us today. Thank you. I'm enjoying this. You know, when I think back to the early days of my marriage uh, with Beth and one of the, the first big, you know, contentious throwdown moments we had <laughs> was uh, folding laundry. Uh, of all things, is why right? why would you fold it that way? Because that's how I've always folded. Why would you clean the bathroom that way? You start here, not there. You know, then... But that's uh, you know how dare you? How <laughs> dare you scrub the toilet before you scrub the sink? You know, and, haven't I uh, taught you by now? Didn't you? 
<laughs> and yet it all goes back to all of these things from how we were raised, and especially if you want to talk about this impacting marriage. Mm-hmm. Why do you do that with the kids? I mean, you know, that's where it really right. came to the, the forefront and to the light, like the different idiosyncrasies we have from our upbringing and how it was affecting our marriage. Right. And those little things are the things that are going to irritate you the most, absolutely the most. And and then you step back and you go, why did I get so upset about the way you folded those towels? And um, and so that that is something that definitely we need to to control in a little bit. But but also like, why? Why do we why do we do that? Well, it's because you've been you've grown up this way. This is the way your mother taught you, because this was the best way to do it. <laughs> because, you know, when when your mother's teaching you something, it's how she wants to control her environment environment and her household. And as a mother, I totally agree with that, that that this is the way I teach my children so that I can live the way I want to live. So then those people grow up and they have children and or they they get married. They don't necessarily need children for these kind of <laughs> irritations, but they get married and they say, well, this is the way you fold towels. Well, no, this is the way you fold towels because, and there's a totally logical explanation why they do it that way. So melding those two is really, um, it's okay. Like you can figure those things out eventually. Like, you know what? I'll just fold the towels. You do everything else, you know? And, and sometimes you just got to step back and go, all right, you can do that. Bathing the kids was another one. Like I love to just let them have toys and let them have, you know, all sorts of things. And he's like, nope, none of that. We're getting in, we're getting out. And so I. If I wanted out that night to go out somewhere, I let him do whatever he wanted with the kids. And I did not tell him how to make dinner. I did not tell him how to bathe them. I did not tell him how. I'm like, you know what? I'm going out to dinner with my friends or I'm going out to the library or whatever. You can do what you want to. And so some of those things you just have to let go and say, all right, this is the way you do things. This is the way I do things. Some things like Christmas traditions, you kind of have to figure those things out. Um, because you're now establishing a whole family tradition that is not his family and it is not your family. And now not only do you have your own Christmas traditions, but you have in-laws Christmas traditions that they expect you to come to. And I know as I say this, every single person who is listening to me is like, <gasps> I know that feeling. <laughs> Because Christmas was the biggest tension ever. And we have family. All of our family is in town. Um, And so that's even it it could be worse. It could be better. I don't know. I have friends who have family completely out of town and they have to travel. And so in-laws is a whole other topic. (laughs) But um, this one for us, again, it goes back to communication. What's your family goal? How do you want to live your life as a family together? And where are your boundaries outside of that? But, you know, what are the things that we want to bring in? So Todd grew up with all of his aunts and uncles and cousins on both sides of his family living in the St. Charles, St. Louis area. And so for Christmas for him was getting up in the morning and traveling to all of the different aunts and uncles and Christmas and and grandpas and grandmas and all sorts of things. And... Um, for me, my parents came from Chicago, so it was just us. So it was the six, which was big enough. It was the six of us. And then I was seven when my oldest sister got married. So we had in-laws and nieces and nephews. And so everybody came to our house and I would wake up in the morning and it would be so great because of course I had no responsibilities (laughs) and I would help my mom make dinner and we'd wrap presents and we'd put Christmas music on. It was so quiet all day long. That's all we did. 
my mom was a church organist, so we did do midnight mass and 8 a.m. mass and all those things. But we had Christmas on Christmas Eve, too. Santa Claus came after dinner on Christmas Eve. In Todd's house, Santa Claus came. Actually, he came on Christmas Eve, too. So I thought I found the perfect person. <laughs> but this was, yeah, this was very convoluted. And so when we got together... And still, family was still in town, and so we were expected to go to grandma's house and great-grandma's house and aunt's house and other great-grandma's house and, you know, to go around, which is fine when you don't have five kids in tow, right? And then when the kids get older and know about Santa Claus and know about all the things that happen with Christmas, well, what do we want them how do we want their lives to? So that's like a big burden on my head. <laughs> like, what do I want their? What do I want their traditions to be? You know, it's funny because I'm the planner in this age, and Todd's like, oh, they'll just have traditions, whatever we make them. <laughs> no, no, no. We have to plan the traditions. We have to. Yeah. You know, and so there was one time where we did all the things. We went to all the grandma's houses, and we did all the things, and we came home on Christmas night, and I'm crying because I'm like, we didn't get the stockings up. Like we, <laughs> I need a vacation from this holiday. <laughs> I, you know, and he's like, this is the best holiday ever. We went to everyone's house. We got to see everybody. I'm like, we didn't have a Christmas in our own house. And so, you know, we tried to solve it. We tried to fix it. Every year we did something different. Still wasn't right. You know, it's just one of those things where, okay, now we have to make our own family and meld our two things together and what is the most important, right? We get to mass, we have family time, we have meal. So those things, they do kind of fall into place. Um, you do kind of have to let go to the planning a little bit. So it, we're, we're at a little bit of a happy medium now. Yeah. You know, it's funny too, I, and I love my mom, but to this day, she has her college ruled spiral bound notebook with a line for every day of the month and her accordion folder that when the bills come, they go in the accordion folder filed appropriately. And then once a month or actually twice a month, she gets the notebook out. She gets the accordion folder out. She pays her bills. And one day I started paying our bills online and my mom was like, how can you do that? And I said, mom, it's it's the internet. It's wonderful. And it, it's so easy. It tells me when the bills do. It tells me how much the bill is. I click. It sends the check for, I don't even have to write the check. Mm. The bank writes the check. <laughs> And sends it. She goes, but but how do you review that? And saying, Mom, it's okay. That was an easy one. But then for Beth and I to say, you know, just like with the bill paying, it's okay for us to have our own way of doing things right. in our family. We don't have to do it the way my parents did or her parents did. We can come up with our new traditions. That was a hard bridge to cross. That was a big leap of faith in many ways. So here's the question I have as we wrap up today. All of these idiosyncrasies that we carry with us from how we were raised and how what you did is different than what I did and what I did is different from what you did, between you and Todd, how has that made you holier? How has it made me holier? Well, it's a lot of, again, detachment from those things that I thought were so great, were the only way to do things. If you ever meet anybody who um, washes a cast iron skillet, you know that they have like a very specific way of doing that, but there's someone else that this is the best way to do it, right? And so you have to kind of let go of this is the only way to do it. And and for me, again, to go back to I need to detach myself from these ideas. So this is not a thing. This is not money. This is not my um, most treasured 
possession, this is a way of thinking. And so again, if I can go in front of the Blessed Sacrament and I can say, God, you, you gotta take care of this. I can't, I, I have this anxiety about letting go of this particular way of doing things. And, and if you say that over and over again, you ask, what can I do? What do you want me to do? How do you want me to do that? It'll usually end up being forgive and allow and just let it happen, you know? And, and so when you come up with something like that, some kind of answer that's just kind of flown into your brain and it gives you a wave of peace, then you know, okay, I can actually let that go. I can actually do something and we can build together and stronger and grow up together, melding these two different ways of living and knowing that God is that glue that where we're going to go and be stronger. I know several of you listening are saying, Adam, if I were doing this radio segment, I would have asked this question. I would have. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> you're driving and you're being, you're being such a great listener and we're grateful for you. We are sadly out of time, so we got to wrap up today. But we will have more story time with Corey Grizzle coming up, talking about marriage in the near future. In the meantime, I would encourage you to talk about these things with your spouses. Have that Absolutely. open line of communication. That's been the lesson over the last few weeks. Absolutely. And keep God involved in that communication. And uh, with that, you're listening to Roadmap to Heaven. We'll be back after this. Hello, podcast listeners. This is Adam Wright for Covenant Network. If you're enjoying this podcast, don't forget to hit like and subscribe. And while you're at it, share it with your friends. And now back to the Roadmap to Heaven podcast. One of my favorite things about the octave of Easter is that I get to say to Patty Shanier today, Happy Easter. Even though it's Tuesday, it's still Easter. And this week, we're hearing some favorite Easter gospel stories. Patty, what's in store for us today? Well, yesterday, we talked about the guards, the soldiers who were guarding the tomb. Today, I want to talk about Mary Magdalene. I love, of course, the gospel story that's seen in the garden. And she thinks he's the gardener. But when he calls her by name, Mary She recognizes that it is Jesus and says, Rabboni. So today, this is a real quick one for today, but I just want to encourage everyone to hear Jesus call you by name, personally, quietly, intimately. And then I just want you to imagine what would he say to you today? He could be saying a number of things to me today. You know, I can hear him say, Patty, I'm here. Trust me. Patty. Slow down. You don't have to be on the go all the time. Or Patty, I love you. Or Patty, it's going to be okay. So just quiet yourself today in your favorite place. Maybe find a garden or a park bench. And just put yourself in Mary Magdalene's shoes today. And what would you say back when Jesus whispers your name to you? And maybe that could be your holy hour this week. Picture yourself in the garden and picture Jesus just saying your name. And then what would you say in return? I have no earthly idea what I would say in return. So this is a great question to ponder today. Thank you for this encouragement. Well, as we wrap up today, I just want to encourage you to keep celebrating the joy of Easter. I was walking outside yesterday. I ran home on my lunch break and I had on, uh, well, let's just say a bright colored outfit to celebrate Easter. And my neighbor said, what's with the outfit? And I said, well, it's still Easter. He goes, Easter was yesterday. Easter is over. I said, not for us Catholics. Easter's going all week strong, and we've got a whole season to celebrate. So let's not lose sight of that today. Also, as we go about today, you know, I want to encourage you, those things that you did as your Lenten abstinence, you know, maybe, maybe incorporate that going forward. Maybe it's 
good for you. I mean, for instance, one of the things I mentioned yesterday was that I gave up fast food for Lent. Well, it wouldn't be a bad thing for me to keep abstaining from fast food. I do have to laugh. Our youngest, you know, she wanted to fit in. She wanted to be like her big brother and sisters. And she said, I gave up Coca-Cola for Lent. We said, did you now? She goes, "Uh uh-huh. Yeah. What? I like Coca-Cola. So on Easter Sunday, we poured her just a sip of Coca-Cola and she took one sip and made the worst sour face I've ever seen in my life. It put a thumbs up and said, what? I like Coca-Cola. And said, do you want another one? She goes, no, I think I'll keep giving this up. So, you know, we could be inspired by her as well. Don't forget to pray your rosary today. You know, especially in this Easter season, we honor the Blessed Mother, as I mentioned yesterday, in a very special way, praying the Regina Chaley every day. Queen of heaven, rejoice. Alleluia. For he whom you merited to bear, alleluia, has risen as he said, alleluia. Pray for us, O Holy Mother of God. Alleluia. You know, what a great time to honor the Blessed Mother. And a great way to do that is praying the rosary each and every day. In fact, it's such a great way. If you look at all the things Mary has asked us to do over the centuries, that you know, the two millennia of the church, chief among them, at the top of the list, pray the rosary. Two things, pray the rosary and do whatever he tells you. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, that's what we've got today. Be sure to check out the Roadmap to Heaven podcast and all of our other great Covenant Network podcasts, such as Exploring Church History with Monsignor Michael John Witt or The Splendor of You with Debbie Sansone Schlaprizi. You can find all of those at ourcatholicradio.org. Until tomorrow, for Covenant Network, I'm Adam Wright. You've been listening to Roadmap to Heaven, and as we've reminded you, Pray your rosary today.